Welcome to a wicked awesome new episode of Paranormally Speaking. I'm your host, Neil Parks. This week, I will be discussing 3 a.m., the witching hour or the devil's hour. In folklore, the witching hour or devil's hour is a time of night associated with supernatural events, witches, demons, and ghosts are thought to appear and to be at their most powerful. Black magic is thought to be the most effective at that time. In the Western Christian tradition, the hours between 3 and 4 a.m. was considered to be a period of peak supernatural activity due to the absence of prayers and the hours during that time period between 3 and 4, which is only one hour. The phrase witching hour was first used in 1793. 13th century A.D. portrayal of an unclean spirit, according to the New Zealand Oxford Dictionary, identifies midnight as the time when witches are supposedly the most active. Psychological literature suggests that apparitional experiences and sensed presences are most common between the hours of 2 and 4 a.m., corresponding with a 3 a.m. peak in the amount of melatonin in the body. The term may be used like a colloquialism to refer to any period of bad luck or in which something bad is seen as having a greater likelihood of occurring. 3 a.m. is the witching hour. Like I said, when the demons, ghosts, and interdimensional beings are at their strongest level of activity. Some say if you wake up at this hour, somebody or something is watching you. Another encounter may be footsteps and voices, which are unusually louder at this hour. And there's a legend that if you do something, for example, talking to Siri, playing games, or making something, creating art, or writing... Um, the results could be something unusually frightening because of influence from dark energies, dark apparitions, or spiritual energy during that hour. A good example would be when my wife was pregnant with our firstborn. For a period of a month, almost every other night she was waking up at 3 a.m. But before waking up, she kept having this reoccurring dream of what I would refer to as a succubus, uh, essentially drawing energy from her, much like the Dementors from the Harry Potter series would do by opening their mouths, hovering over your face and sucking the life out of you or the energy or the force. Um, She kept having this reoccurring dream and the face of this being was a white face with sunken in eyes, sometimes vacant chasms for eye sockets and stringy black hair and she couldn't remember if it was wearing a gown or just hovered above her or if it was just a floating head but every time it would hover over her and draw energy from her and she would wake up and then it would just fall through the window and disappear and this happened over and over again and eventually I ended up intervening and uh using some of my tricks of the trade in regards to uh, burning sage, praying over people, objects, locations, um, invoking the energy, uh, trying to get a handle on it, trying to determine if it's something supernatural 
metaphysical or just a trick of the mind. So nothing bad happened. Our child was born perfectly healthy. But like I said, this went on for about a month or so. And eventually it just stopped. When we had our second child, when she was pregnant with Bella, and that never happened. So I'm, I, I like to think that perhaps uh, me invoking and uh, casting this out in the name of Jesus prevented that from happening again, if, if at all, ever again around us. Please hold for a message from our sponsor. Available to order now, my first audiobook, Neil Parks Presents Truly Terrifying Tales, narrated by me. It's ready to order and download on bandcamp.com. My other books, of course, are always available to order on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and lulu.com. You can also order t-shirts that I designed that I normally sell at conventions, festivals, lectures, and my book signings. I always have the 9-inch tall 3D printed Bigfoot silhouettes available, and last spring my first children's book was released. It was written by my good friend and fellow author, R.L. Walker. I illustrated this book, and it was a major shift in gears for me, considering that my writing and art style has always been dark and scary. To order any of what I just mentioned, you can also go to my email, which is parksparanormal at gmail.com. That is parksparanormal at gmail.com. Standing by. I asked you, the audience, to share your stories with me, and you did not fail me. I'm about to share with you seven different stories shared with me that, out of all of them submitted, are by far the creepiest. Seven scary as hell 3 a.m. ghost stories that will make you afraid of the devil's hour even more. The clock strikes three, demons come free. It is an age-old concept, and there are firm believers that the devil's hour exists and is not a myth or a superstition. I, for one, if by any chance I wake up at 3 a.m., I'm a little curious as to why it happens, or around that time for that matter. And who wouldn't? It is creepy. The night is dark and full of terrors, after all. But we occasionally love a good horror story, don't we? Also... We love to get scared when we hear someone else's citation of a true incident. Here are a few 3 a.m. ghost stories that will make you afraid of the devil's hour even more. This one was submitted to me. The title is Figure Behind. Hi, I am Sumit from India. I had a weird experience a few nights ago. I woke up at 3.30 a.m., I was on my bed lying down. I saw a shadow or a figure behind the curtain of my room. That curtain was near my washroom door. I looked at it and I heard a sound like a growl. It made that sound when I was actually trying to get up to see what it was. But I was paralyzed and I was trying to shout at it, but I could not even open my mouth. All I could do was just make a humming sound. All of a sudden, it was normal again. I got up in full anger and searched for it, but I thought the growl must have been my dog, but he was asleep. Since that time, I'm a little nervous about that time. The next one that I'll share with you is titled The Lamp. 
A few years ago, one night around 3 a.m., my wife and I were sleeping, and I felt myself slowly waking up from a really deep sleep. My eyes started lifting up, and as soon as they focused on the lamp on my dresser, it slid off and shattered on the floor. My wife and I quickly sat up and looked at each other, horrified at the startling noise. We agreed we would clean it up in the morning and went back to sleep. The next morning when we woke up, the lamp was at the foot of the bed, about five feet from where it fell, completely intact and not broken at all. We are still trying to make sense of this. This one was also submitted to me. It's called Down the Stairs. The only one I have is when I was in fourth grade. When I was little, I would always sleep with my door open. I went through a phase where I would wake up between three and four every night. And every single night, I would hear footsteps walking up my stairs around my living room, through my dining room, across my kitchen, and down my hallway. They would always stop right before my doorway, then turn around and go back to the basement. But one night, they didn't stop. What I saw was a shadow of a little girl, really couldn't tell if it was a girl or a boy, walk right in front of the doorway, look at me for a few seconds, and then walked away, back down the stairs. I slept with the door closed the next night. Staring is the next one. My story begins about a year ago when I was sleeping in one of the rooms in my parents' house. I suddenly awoke in the middle of the night at exactly 3 a.m., I stared at my alarm clock when it suddenly turned 3.01 a.m. For some reason, I was staring out the window towards my neighbor's backyard. All of a sudden, their outdoor light turned on for about a minute or so before automatically shutting off. This was no ordinary outdoor light. My neighbors had one of those sensory lights that automatically turned on when someone approached the door or got close to it. Usually installed to keep robbers away. What was most interesting about this was that no one was seen going in or out of their house through that door. If there was, I would not have been able to see their shadow. But in this case, the lights turned on for no apparent reason. I did not think about the possibilities after I awoke and until after I started hearing noises about 3 a.m., which is the most spiritualistic time of the night. Just thought I would share that because it seemed to have a lot in common with uh, stories you were asking about. That's all. The next one is called Over the Phone. And this one, of course, uh, deals more with uh, phone calls late in the night. What if they were affected by a time when our minds are in the sleep state combined with the thinnest veil between our world and the others. What a theory. A very interesting one at that. Every night at 3.37, for a period of a week, around the same time that my grandmother had died a year before, I kept getting calls on my phone at exactly 3.57 a.m. every morning. And it sounded like the piano music she used to play when she was still alive. The next one is titled It Lurks. Ever since I was a child, 
I have had nightmares where someone drags me out of my bed. I wouldn't be able to talk or breathe. I know this is probably sleep paralysis. The thing is, I grew up Catholic and have always had a fear of the devil. I always wake up at 3 a.m. and pray or turn on my TV until it is 4. I used to joke that I had a demon following me to my friends because I always felt like someone was watching me. My dog used to bark at my closet and my childhood home. Last year, while visiting a friend, I made another joke about my demon haunting me. And right after I made that joke and walked away from the closet, I was standing in. A bag fell from the top right down onto where I was standing. The next day, my friend and I took a picture together. And beside me was a strange orb like Flash with a clearly visible and ominous face. It made both of us cry. When I moved to my new and current place, things seemed to subside, and I felt normal again. But now I am having sleep paralysis again and waking up at three in the morning for fear of my life. As soon as I wake, I stare at one corner of my room because I feel like a presence is there. Even my fiancé woke up and said that she felt scared. He doesn't believe in the devil and said, it is all in my head. Last night I had another nightmare where I was trying to call out for help because I felt like something was going to drag me out of bed. I woke up and my fiancé turned and looked at me and growled. I choked him and screamed and he woke up very angry because he didn't know what the hell was going on. He used to make fun of me and pretend to be a demon and do this, so I thought he was messing around. But it was still very frightening. I know what his snores sound like, and I know what I saw. I can't tell anyone because no one believes me, and I fear for my life now more than ever. I am 12 weeks pregnant and so stressed out that I fear I will miscarry. I am going to see a priest and practice penance and talk to him about what I should do next. Do you think this is in my head? The next one is called Watching Over. I've been waking up at 3 a.m. and I couldn't be able to go back to sleep. I try forcing myself to sleep, but that doesn't work. Sometimes at 3 a.m. I would wake up and I couldn't move. Only my eyes would open. I wouldn't even be able to talk. And I would try talking in my head wondering why I couldn't move or talk having me think someone is taking control of me and I'm not sometimes I always feel like someone is watching me when I was nine I had someone follow me I first started seeing her at my grandma's house but I was so scared I just ran into the room closet and closed it I looked at my phone and it was 3 12 a.m. for me now and it's been happening to me for two or three years already. I'm too scared to sleep. And I like to stay up all the time with my friends on Facebook. I also FaceTime her when it's 3 a.m. Because I don't want to be alone. Then I told her to stay up with me until 4.20. So I can sleep. We end FaceTime and try going to sleep because I am so tired. But it didn't work. I tried forcing myself to sleep. And it still doesn't work. All I am doing is closing my eyes and listening to music, and then I wake up feeling tired a little bit. Sometimes I would hear weird sounds like whispers or cracking noises, and I would be so scared 
I wouldn't even look to see what it was. I remember I was in my bed and my door opened by itself. I just felt my heart drop, having me out of my blanket over me, but my face so I could see nothing. Happening because then the door closed and I kept my eyes open until everybody else was awake so I would feel safe. I didn't want to tell my mother about it because I didn't want her to think it was from watching too many scary films or think that I was crazy. Please, I need help. I'm 12 years old. I'm a girl. I'm tired of not having the time to be able to go to sleep and I'm being feeling scared all the time for what happens. I want it to stop. I always have to keep a cross by me when I sleep or by me all the time. I'll tell you what, since you sent this to me, if you wouldn't mind emailing me at parksparanormal at gmail.com, I can give you some advice. Thanks for sharing all of these stories with me. And now a word from our sponsor. Roswell, UFOs, Flying Saucers, Alien Abduction, are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Fear of the dark. It's a common fear that so many people share. It's a common one. One of the reasons darkness can be so scary is that our eyes tend to play tricks on us when the lights are low. A jacket hanging on the door can easily morph into what looks like a person, or a pillow stuffed under your blankets can appear as someone lurking in your bed. Sometimes it's easy to debunk these visions as your imagination. Um, thank goodness, I guess. But what if you saw something shadowy that wasn't a trick of light? Dark, shadowy, humanoid figures. Figures like these are actually known as shadow people. And to many people who have studied them or experienced them firsthand, they are very real and extremely terrifying. Ever had the experience of reading or watching television when suddenly from the periphery of your vision, you see what appears to be a shadowy figure moving in the room, even for a moment? Again, it's easy to, to chalk these experiences to your eye playing tricks on you or the reflection of a passing car. But countless people around the world have reported eerily similar sightings, some of them highly specific. Thus, the mystery of the shadow people has captivated the minds of paranormal friends everywhere. So exactly what are shadow people and how real can they possibly be? The term used to describe these alleged beings was apparently coined by author Heidi Hollis, who has penned several books on paranormal phenomena. Shadow people have been around since the beginning of time and are a dark influence upon society, Hollis said in an interview with radio show Coast on Coast to Coast AM. And it appears that these beings have, in fact, been around throughout history as descriptions of shadowy human-like figures have appeared in folklore dating back to ancient times. For example, the Quran mentions pitch-black sapient beings that aren't entirely spiritual or physical, and people in ancient Europe reportedly believed that shadow beings desired blood and without it couldn't be reborn. 
And in modern times, reports from people claiming to have seen these people, these beings themselves, come from all over the world. Most of these shadow creatures appear through our periphery vision, and people who see them are often unable to describe in detail the features of these mystical entities, apart from their human-like forms and the occasional reports of fiery red eyes, explained Beyond Science TV. Similarly, in Hollis' book about shadow people, titled The Secret War, she describes them as dark silhouettes with human shapes and profiles that flicker in and out of peripheral vision. <clears throat> but it appears that people have begun to see shadow people in more detail in recent times, perhaps because the beings are, for whatever horrifying reasons, making themselves seen more and more. People are beginning to see them straight on and for longer periods of time, explained Thodco on its website, which also notes the appearance of red eyes on the shadow beings being prevalent. There are, of course, many theories about what shadow people come from and whether or not they are even real. Skeptics note that seeing shadow people can simply be chalked up to sleep paralysis, which is straight up terrifying in its own right. I don't care how much people explain it away. Heightened emotional states or sleep deprivation as people who have experienced these psychological or um, physiological conditions have noted a correlation. Although, if I might add, it still doesn't fully explain why they are seeing the same creepy kind of thing, right? And of course, there's always the explanation that your peripheral vision is basically guaranteed to play tricks on you because it's designed to detect motion and movement, not detail. It's likely that you could make mountains out of molehills, or, in this case, shadow people out of shadows, if you were in the right mindset. But then there are these paranormal theories, the ones that seem to resonate more with the people who have actually lived through terrifying encounters and feel strongly that the shadow people are more than just imaginary. Hollis, through her research and experience, apparently believes that shadow people are extraterrestrial in origin. In other words, they are aliens. Author and leading paranormal expert Rosemary Ellen Guiley appears to have had seen alien connection in this. She says, I discovered that many shadow people experiencers are also ET experiencers, especially abductees, Guiley told Psychology Today in an interview. So perhaps these beings are alien in origin, but others believe they may be ghosts, demons, or other kinds of interdimensional beings. According to Natalia Kuna, a psychic medium, shadow people are said to be conscious, intelligent, interdimensional beings that can shapeshift into various forms and figurations and move back and forth between dimensions. That sounds okay, right? But not so fast. Most reports on shadow people are overwhelmingly negative. Encounters with shadow people tend to be accompanied by a feeling of dread, according to many reports. And sorry, but the glowing red eyes are decidedly unchill. But there are allegedly different types of shadow beings, and some of them are non-threatening. Most of the time, though, it's just dark and scary stuff. Apparently, there's one type of shadow person 
that is said to be more demonic in nature, and that's known as the Hat Man. And it's reportedly seen wearing a top hat and a suit. Other times, shadow people have been reported to attempt a physical attack during sleep paralysis. Shadow people are sometimes discovered by a person who wakes up to find them trying to choke or suffocate them, said Hollis in an interview with Coast to Coast AM. Overall, I'm not feeling super great about the whole shadow person business, but I guess we have to live with the knowledge now. You can bet I'll be surrounding my bed with protective crystals, of course, and I think that we can all agree that we'll be feeling an extra twinge of fear the next time we see something slightly shadowy in our peripheral. And that's all the time we have for today. Tune in next time for more in-depth information, bizarre stories, really weird out-of-this-world current events, and information on where I'll be, what I'm up to, what I plan to do next, what I'm currently writing, and the status of my latest book. Thank you.